This is the Global Broadcasting Service, serving remote outposts since 1928. Hi, everyone. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail. Caramba, we have something really big for you today. Welcome, foolish mortals. Now then, hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. This is the DBC Pod with Phil Schoen and Jason Dodge. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's pod. This is the week review of February 5th, 2022. I got the year right this week, Phil. <laughs> Excellent. We're off to a good start. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm showing everybody a different side of me today. Um, I actually have the camera on the other side of my desk, but it's also now inverted horizontally. So the perspective is the same, but you're actually seeing the other side of my face for the first time. Oh, exciting. In case anybody's wondering. If you notice my background, it, it's flipped. So okay. you can actually you can actually see I'm, I'm leaning back for the people that are watching and listening. I'm sorry about this. Um, you can see my picture of Disneyland that I bought last year. A map, wow. one of one of the original pieces of art. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're we're fresh off multiple multiple Boba Fett hot takes. <laughs> we got um, the finale still, coming up this week. Yeah, I'm excited finale. about that. I, it's just that's the only thing that's been dwelling in my mind since <laughs> there isn't a lot of like. Um, Big Disney news, I guess, right? So right. I'm just constantly thinking about what Disney Plus is. Of course, there's spoilers all over the place for uh, the Doctor Strange movie that's coming up. And I haven't even seen the new Spider-Man yet. So <laughs> I'm dodging everything left. I'm like, I want to dive into the um, Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett spoilers, but I don't want to click those boxes. Yes. It's a, it's a minefield. Um, that being said... Um, Good cold op- open question that you brought to the table this week, uh, Phil. Uh, there was somebody on Twitter by the name of uh, Spectro Magical at Pixie Dust eighty nine, Pixie Dusty eighty nine, excuse me. Um, and she asks, "What is your favorite comfort spot in the Disney parks where you feel most at home?" Um, and that's a good one. What, what, what's yours, Phil? What, where, where do you feel most at home? So the, I mean, I'm sure everyone will be shocked that it involves Epcot, but um, specifically it's just wandering around world showcase, like, especially, you know, if, if it's a nice day, weather, evening, an adult beverage in your hand, it's just such a unique place. There's usually, you know, performers in the different areas. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just like, I don't feel the need to go on any rides. It's just like, let's wander, enjoy the scenery, enjoy the music, enjoy the sights and just take it all in. So that's kind of, you know, we always do that. I think a couple times each trip, or if we only have one Epcot day, that's a good chunk of the day is just taking in world showcase. Cause it's mm. so unique. I've never taken the time to do that. And that's, that's one of the things that's on my must do list for the next time I get down there. And we have a leisurely day, a trip to, I mean, it, as much as you can call leisurely <laughs> right, right. A Disney trip, right. <laughs> but one that's like, I can't, I don't have to do everything. Like we've got yeah. two Epcot days. So I can spend one day kind of, you know, relaxing and wandering nice. around. Um, by the way, two bearded men with hats on this, on this episode. So motivate you for watching on YouTube um, <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening. Um, my chill spot that's very specific. Okay. And it doesn't it doesn't last very long. However, it's the moment where you go underneath the train station coming into Magic Kingdom, the the uh, the, the the town square, I guess. Mm. Um, and typically, once we go in there for the first time. Um, everybody goes and gets the bathroom break or, uh, two trips ago, we went into town hall to try to find my grandfather's, um, uh, that the, the bricks on the outside, oh, yeah. where you could put your names on them. Um, and 
that you just I, I what I like to do is I like to just take a moment and just kind of like the music is like it just wafts over you as soon as you go underneath that tunnel and just like that just like a moment of like peace yeah um, settles over me and every once in a while when there's like a lull in the day or maybe we're leaving the park to go to the contemporary or whatever I kind of just like I walk a little bit slower when I'm in there and I just kind of turn around and because you, you don't you don't you don't see the castle yet right you just see kind of main street like right around the corner and it's just like that little bit of anticipation the little bit of um you know you're not all the way into the park yet where all the and there's it's just a nice cool spot and if i had did not have kids there's i mean there's a couple park benches over there or or stairs that you can kind of just yeah. chill on and just kind of relax and i, and I really like that that's um, a good one to mention because i feel like so often you people are such in a rush to get to see the castle or whatever yeah. or wherever you're trying to get to to get online for your first ride that day that um I like that idea of getting under the train tunnel and just like taking that moment to breathe. I think that's a good one. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely because it's usually early in the morning and I just walk under. I close my eyes. I listen to the music. I take a deep breath because I know it's going to be a long day. Yeah, and um, and it's just that's 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 where you kind of feel like your home, right? That's that's that spot. That's I know it's not the, a chill place, right? There's plenty right. of cool chill places, but like to me, that's where I get my inner like peace. And then yep. nothing can really ruin the rest. I mean, you, I could rides could break down and all this, that, and whatever. It's all par for the course. But right there, if I get that moment, the vacation is going to be a good one regardless. Yep, absolutely. So um want to welcome new Discord members. Um, we have a new one this week. It's Ashtastic. I hopefully pronounced that properly. Or it's not like uh, a statistic. <laughs> Probably not. Um, welcome to the community. Thank you for hopping on, and thank you for listening or watching. I don't know what you what you prefer doing. Um, and the Disney Comeback Index for this week, I'm not going to show it on the screen, is a whopping 79.54%. Slowly, I think where we were at, like 79.38 last week or something else like that. Yeah, there's, a, there's been a lot of jumbling around. There's, uh, um, Matt keeps finding new things that he missed and has to rebalance. <laughs> and or I mean, there was this whole, uh, whole long discussion of how to count like move it shake it versus cavalcades and stuff like that so there's a lot of movement up and down but there is some some new things out including some new uh entertainment which is nice that cats entertainment at the club there came back at port orleans and also the carriage rides return there which some people were we didn't even know if those would ever come back so it's always nice when something that you're like i didn't know that was coming back and it came back so always good Perfect. Yes. Um, we'll, we'll, we're going to hold it to him that we're going to get above 90, 95%. I, I think he might like just like fix it so he gets to that number. <laughs> so we have to we have to keep an eye on Matt. Uh, just kidding, Matt. We know he's he's not going to taint the numbers, I guess. Um, okay. So, Phil, a lot of people listened to me last week about mental health, our mental health yeah. episode, or two weeks ago, I should say. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and, and by the way, if you haven't listened to last week's episode with Scott Gustin, there's a lot of nuggets in that interview. If we were actually like a website group or we tweeted out like all this, there's a lot of – we could have gotten like a lot of hits off of it. But we're going to let the rest of the episode kind of rest for itself. There's a lot of cool stuff. If you hopped on Discord, there's a lot of people pointing him out yeah. and having that conversation. Especially if you're into like kind of the inner workings of Disney and stuff like that. He has uh, insights that not a lot of, a lot of people get. So it was really neat. I can't wait until I get to beg him to come back on the show. He was a really cool dude. So, uh, thanks to Scott for coming on and being an, an, an awesome uh, guest and uh, Disney enthusiast, I guess. Absolutely. Um, that being said, two weeks ago, we, I had, we just went, we talked about mental health for a good 30, 40 minutes, uh, the yep. bulk of the episode. 
And um, you you put together the show notes this week, Phil, and you had part two. Yeah, so I, put- I know. I, I just want to preface this: this is an ongoing thing, right? Yeah, there, there's been. I don't want to say disharmony in Discord, but you can you can people get like aggravated because people have different takes. They they say the wrong things, and it's just you know these are some people that go to Disney every like two months, right? Or locals, or people that haven't gone since you know twenty twenty. So, um, start what, what's what's part two all about? So part two is just trying to think about well, how can we sort of stave off some of that negativity or minimize it. Um, I think some of that might be, I hate to say this, like on a podcast where we want you to listen, but sometimes you might need to check out of the Disney community for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think uh, we touched on this a little bit, but when there's so many, you know, reporters and bloggers and stuff like that, and they're reporting on every little thing, it can kind of feel like, you know, it feels like Tron's been under construction for 20 years because they talk about like every little nut and bolt that gets done. And and it's not it's not always all positive news. And even when the positive news, it's just things returning. It's not necessarily new new. I think some people pointed that out. Like when can we get some like new new news? You know, yeah, that sort of thing. That would be nice. Real news, like really build some excitement. So one of the things was sort of checking that out. But the other thing I was thinking of was people that haven't gone back in a while or planning trips and just finding it really challenging because they're not able to plan the trip like they did the last time they were there two three years ago whether it's due to genie plus or just not you know character meets are different or not all the dining's open so it's hard to find things so i just wanted to touch on you know we did kind of mention this but you can't go into a trip in 2022 thinking it's going to be the same as a trip from 2019 right but that doesn't mean it's going to be bad you just can't you know the best way i could think it's like it's almost like trying to fit a round peg in a square hole and if you just keep doing that, you're going to get a little upset. You got to flip that one around because you can okay. easily fit a round peg in a square hole. Or a square like, peg round hole. Depends how big the peg is, right? But, right. Or square peg and round hole, whichever way you want to do it. But like we do, uh, the only reason why I bring it up because our family had this exact conversation like two days ago. Like, wait, which shape goes into what? Before it makes sense. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, you can't fit a big. You're trying to put in the wrong hole. Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay. Um, in any event, um, but so what I thought we could maybe do was try to focus on like positive things that if you're planning a trip now, what are like things that you would be excited about? What are things that are still there or maybe new things that are there or coming? You know, we know that new mm-hmm. cavalcade is coming, things like that. So like, why are we still into Disney? Why are we still doing this podcast if things aren't as good as they used to be or whatever? So, you know, let's not, let's not forget about all the positives because, you know, I keep, I'm keep reminding people that everybody that goes down now that we talk to, like, even if they're anxious about going down and it's not the same, they still enjoy themselves. I know I enjoyed myself our our last two trips and stuff like that. We we have our trip coming up in two weeks. It's going to be a different trip, but I'm sure we'll enjoy it as well. But just having to keep in mind that things are different. So I don't know if you want me to go through my list or if you have uh, additional thoughts before we get going. Yeah. Let me, let me have some thoughts here because Regardless of all the negativity or disappointment or anxiety about what's missing, what's not, when can we go back down again, all these, all this stuff, right? There has not been one bad trip report or bad overall experience. I mean, there's some people that have been disappointed with Genie Plus or disappointed that a restaurant's not open, but that's all par for the course when you go yeah. down to Disney. Something's always going to be not working or something else like that. But they still come back not that where they can't wait to go back again. Right. There's there has been nobody that I've seen that is an avid Disney fan that says, I am never going back. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there's 
stories out there, right? Because there always are. Uh, but I have not seen one from people that I know or respect on either message boards that I know from like social media that I, you know, follow or engage with. Yep. So that, that's, that's definitely, um, definitely a thing. And you mentioned a little bit about like, you know, the planning and everything else like that. I am still like, uh, even I, I was sitting with my, uh, my mother was down for my son's birthday this weekend and, um, you know, she's going to Disney in two weeks or yeah, about two weeks, mm-hmm. a little less than two weeks. Um, and you know, we were talking about like the, the disappointment that I'm not going, I'm not going to be able to see my dad when, I'm, when, I'm, when he's down there, that type of thing. And, but we were still like, you know what, what if we just do, I was talking to my mom, my wife's in the, in the room. I'm like, don't tell Cindy. I mean, she's just literally sitting right there when I'm doing that. But how about we do a, um, mother son trip. We just go down for two weeks to hit up the tequila bar, the Mexican pavilion, and like just just do it like a little four day kind of you know we were trying to figure out how much money yeah, would yeah. cost and all this other stuff and I'm like even though in the same conversation where I'm disappointed we're still planning like the <laughs> next trip and then the next family I mean like it's still ongoing right yeah. there's still joy in imagining the next vacation whether it's a short one or a long one so that there you you might hear us talk negatively about certain things. But there's still like the twinkle in your eye when you're thinking about the planning that next trip. Absolutely. So I just want to interface. No, that's great. So you had you had five things um, that you love visiting. Yeah. Disney with. So go ahead. What do you so say? the first one is that, and it's kind of that was a good segue talking about you know like a mother son trip and stuff like that, but just how Disney is for so many different types of people and different types of groups and how, you know, inclusive they can be. Um, I was kind of reminded of this. There was some trials going on of a new roller coaster at Busch Gardens, Iron Gwazi. And the first comment was how tight the seats feel and like larger Mm. people won't be able to fit and stuff like that. And not to say there aren't any rides like that at Walt Disney world, but it feels like that's the exception. And there's a lot of things that people can do together and there's all the entertainment and the shows and stuff like that. Um, I just saw, I made a comment because in the past I've sort of been critical of some of the advertisement for the 50th for Walt Disney mm-hmm. world, but I saw a little ad that keeps coming up in one of the mobile games I play. And it's all like just different groups of people. You know, it's like girlfriends that went down together or somebody has a button saying I'm celebrating being cancer free. Like it's all like around, let's go down to Disney to celebrate along with their celebration. And I think it's, I think that's such a positive thing and how so many different, you know, my wife went down with her friends and kids and stuff. And there's just so many different ways to do Disney. So that's, that's number one. I love about Disney. The second one I thought of was all the music, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's from, you know, IP, you know, from movies and stuff like that, or if it's unique to the lands, just wandering around and hearing all those audible sounds and how it changes when you move different areas and stuff like that. I think, you know, and, I know you do this a lot too, just listening to the music at home, how that kind of connects you to the parks. Um, well, that, so that I mean, just interrupt. I mean, that's what I would love to do. I would like to take my daughter down, just me and her. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. planning all these like trips where <laughs> I go with other people that want to sit home, right? Um, but I, I'd love to take a trip where like me and her, or, or maybe like when my, the other kids are older, my wife can take care of like two and we can like split off type of thing where it's not a burden to take care of two small ones in, in Disney world. Right. <laughs> and just wander the lands and like, listen to the music and not yeah. feel rushed about it. And cause when you've got a stroller and you've got three kids and you want to get to the next ride, I mean, there's really, it's very difficult to stop and smell the roses sometimes, especially mm-hmm. in the heat and stuff like that. So I would, uh, that's, that's something I, w- I would love to do. 
Well, I, uh, I guess that's my number one right there. Yeah, right? yeah. Listen to the music. I mean, yeah. that was my uh, my chill place too. So I guess yeah. that's number one. I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, well, no, that was, I should have asked before the first one. But um, so now number three for me is is the attractions that they do have. I know it's easy to think about how Guardians op- isn't open yet, Tron They're isn't open fun. yet, you know. But like even just recently, you know, there's a lot of people that haven't gone down, haven't gone on Rise of the Resistance yet, haven't, you know, Remy just opened. Um, our last trip was the first time I got to do Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Like there's always new things for most people. And then obviously you get all the classic rides. Like you still fit in Haunted Mansion and things like that that are so unique to Disney, with, you know, Living with the Land and Carousel of Progress, that those are things that are nostalgic. So it's great that you can mix the nostalgia with the brand new rides as well. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I mean, that that's that's an interesting point because I was going to bring that up um, as part as part of the segment, not as like a, a top five type of thing. There was somebody in Discord, and I can't remember who it was, that said like, you know, I haven't been bef- uh, been down there since the pandemic started. And all of you guys have been gone like once or multiple times. I'm so jealous. And they were just kind of enjoying the conversation. <laughs> so it wasn't like they were complaining or anything. Um, but like you got to – there's a lot of those people out there, and they haven't seen – uh, smugglers run. They haven't been on rise. They haven't seen the night new nighttime shows. I haven't seen them since mm-hmm. I've been down there since October. And Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway that opened up in March, right of 2020, I believe, yeah. right. And there's so much amazing things that those people that have been down mul- once or multiple times in the last two years since they reopened, um, they're already taking those for granted, right? And they're like, "Where's the new stuff? Where's the new stuff?" Like, well, there's a lot. Like, if you take a step back and just realize. Yes, Disney has not put back a lot of things, but if you haven't been since 2017, 18, or 19, there is a lot of new things to do. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, Disney's not putting money into the parks. It's just that they haven't put as much money in the parks yeah. in the last six months that you right. want to see. Well, there's just been that right? delay to the things that we thought were going to be open by the 50th yes. that aren't. But that doesn't mean there wasn't at least one or two big new things each year prior to that, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes I think when there's four parks and we're like, why isn't there something new in each park every time I go down? I mean, that's exactly. just not necessarily realistic. So think about what we do have. Um, the last or the second to last thing I have is the icons, I guess, of the park, specifically the castle and spaceship Earth. Um, you know, it's it's I know the last time when I went down with my solo trip and I was just coming into Magic Kingdom and stuff like that. And it still hit me seeing the castle, even though I wasn't there with my family or whatever. It's still like I'm happy to be here, happy to see that. And it's it's I hate to keep saying like only at Disney or whatever. And I'm sure a lot of it is nostalgia <laughs> and stuff like that. But, you know, there isn't anywhere else where you have castles like that. You have a big geodesic dome that has a ride in it and stuff like that. You know, it's like so I think there's so many unique things with the icons that just kind of identify you. And like I'm here, like kind of planning your your flag or your footing that this is where it's at. There's very little in this country anymore that is built to be grand, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or at new, I should say, yeah. right? Like imagine somebody that is, you know, 
from either from the Midwest or from the South that's visiting New York City for the first time, mm-hmm. like seeing those skyscrapers, Empire State Building, that type of thing. That's the same kind of feeling, right? It's yeah. something that is absolutely gigantic that's just different on your perspective that like just says, ooh, okay, this is different. I, I totally agree with you on that. My five, um, let's see if I can do this from memory, is the music, right? Mm-hmm. That's the, Every time I go to Disney, it's all about the music because to me um, – I, I'm fully aware of what it does to me in my brain and like triggering yeah. nostalgia and stuff like that. And I love every single moment of it. I love everything about it, regardless if it's, you know, the music or you're walking through Galaxy's Edge and hear some of those uh, Star Wars beats, you know, that they kind mm-hmm. of take around. I, I love that. Two, I still love walking around and exploring my resort. Doesn't matter. I've been there before or whatever. I love the feel. Part of it's I'm on vacation. I love the feeling of just kind of stretching my legs type yeah, of yeah. stuff. Um, and that that's the one thing I'd miss if I do stay off property is like, you know, you're staying at a hotel. I, I've walked around a, a million hotels. There, There's nothing new. But a resort at Disney World is just different. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I enjoy that. Um, the third one, is it's, it's always going to be um, seeing the characters, whether it's at a distance or up close. It's always kind of seeing those familiar you know, uh, familiar faces and just the energy that they bring. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, I don't particularly get super excited around the characters, but I'm, I'm living through my children and I get excited with them. Right. I mean, if it was yeah. me and my wife, we're not, we're not the type of people that would scream, Oh, it's Mickey and Minnie. Oh, we got to get going to picture. It's more of like, it's a family event type yeah. of thing. Oh, for sure. That uh, actually reminds me when I was at the, the holiday party and the parade came by, you know, they had the full parade. That was the first time they had a full parade back at Disney. And I'm not a huge parade person, mm-hmm. but it was definitely one of those. You don't realize what you have until it's gone things. And then it comes back and you're like, this adds so much just to the atmosphere and seeing all the families and the kids that were like losing their minds, seeing all the mm-hmm. characters and stuff like that. So, yeah, like you, like you said, even if it's not for like a formal meet, just that the characters are there and like oh, making absolutely. their presence known adds a lot. Um, the ne- the next one uh, that I've got is, is more personal to me, uh, but there are a few places in the parks um, where we take pictures. Um, I've mentioned this on the show before, but right outside of um, Crystal Palace, there's the cast iron fence. Mm-hmm. There's a lake. There's usually some ducks and stuff like that, but there's a great shot of the castle that's like right behind it. I have a shot of... My two-year-old son and four-year-old daughter kind of standing like shoulder to shoulder shots behind them with the castle mm-hmm. in the background. Then I got another shot of them uh, two years older with my two-year-old youngest daughter. So all three of them. And then when we went in September, we, I mean, so they're just going to get taller yeah. and taller, you know, as, as time goes on. That's one of the things where you can kind of like check like their age and their height. And, you know, it's the same one all the time. Um, and we take all, a lot of the other classic yeah. pictures, but some of those things are like, that sounds like one of those ones you're going to need them to like recreate when they're like 30, 28. And 26. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's certainly the thing. And, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know what my fifth one would be. I mean, there's so many, um, I don't know if it's cheating to say like the smells of like walking past pirates of the Caribbean type of thing and mm-hmm. kind of getting that or, you know, the feeling of going back to your room, the kids are passed out, and you having a, an adult beverage for the first <laughs> time, if it's like Magic Kingdom type of thing. Um, but the, the the feeling of exhaustion and a day well done 
with the next day on the horizon and just like that that kind of eye of the storm kind of feeling kind of thing. <laughs> I, I love that feeling because it's usually best at the beginning and then maybe about all the way up to two-thirds of the way through your vacation because then you're sort of thinking, I only have a couple days left. I have a day left type of thing if, if yeah. you had a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, those are the things I, I, I typically love and look forward to when I'm there. Um, and it, it's the rides and attractions. Absolutely. It's I just, but those are like the little things that are like, those are the glue. That's the glue yep. that holds the whole trip together. Yeah. In, in, in my thing. Um, and I did think I didn't actually, I actually side? didn't say my fifth one. So, Oh, anyway. I, well, see, you know what? I'm joking. Yeah, that's all right. Here. But that's all right. I think it's actually a good one to end on because what I think I always take away from each trip is one of my, some of our memories are things that weren't planned. So I think mm-hmm. the, the unexpected is what I put as my fifth thing, that there's always something that's oh, not that's planned weird. that comes out, some interaction with a character, some like interaction with another guest or something like that. There's always like mm-hmm. a memory or two that has nothing to do with rides, has nothing to do with anything big, but like reminds you of like why you were there. And like, usually it's family and stuff. I don't know. Uh, it's always different each trip, but there's always something unexpected that happens. There's always a story to tell. Yeah, right? Exactly. Like- we, the two of us, I mean, not a lot of people, I mean, a mm-hmm. lot of people do it like us and the vast majority of people do not where mm-hmm. we have things planned out minute by minute where, where I, I think what causes us to have headaches and anxiety about things that are missing is we strive to create an environment where those mem- like we try to force these memories, bit, yeah. right? And my wife does this a lot and it's like, oh, we got to do this. We got to do this. And I'm like, I always have to say, I have to take a step back and say, I have to plan a structure to allow things to happen yeah so that means don't book things back to back to back to back like don't have don't set expectations that you're going to do 30 rides in a day you know like just let your legs take you where you that's why i always love the old fast pass system because you could just you don't don't know where that's going to rather than booking your touring plan Mm -hmm. and just go boom boom we're going to go here and here and here recalibrate it with the touring planes app that type of thing and um, so if you're going down, try to create an advice. This is some of the planning advice that I've been telling people for the last six years. It's if you're planning your vacation and you've, you're going deep into spreadsheets or whatever, or maybe you're the opposite direction where you don't have any planning. I'm like, well, first you have to do some planning to know <laughs> what your options are. So you're not wasting time, but don't be like, okay, you're going to do this at nine, this at nine 30, this at 10 30. Like, Take a break, and then magical things will certainly happen yep. if you let them. If you let them, yep. um, but they won't happen if you're screaming at Genie Plus every morning <laughs> at seven o'clock, which is what, what one of the things I hate. Okay, so are we wrapping up? I think so. I think yeah. Positivity? I think that's a like ending that. it on positivity. I think we just highlighted a whole bunch of things for why there's still you can still have an amazing time. You just can't force the 2019 trip into 2022, but there's still mm-hmm. tons of amazing things, and a lot of it's them. Like, you won't be able to plan. <laughs> There's like 90% happen. of the things are, 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 are there. I mean, yeah. it's above the DCI. Like there's some yeah, yeah. things inherently in the park. Right. That will always exist as long as it's open. Um, you found this on Twitter, Phil. Yep. This next topic. Uh, advice for taking kids for the first time to Walt Disney World. So this is a tweet from Touring Plants. Why don't you set this one up? Yeah. So they tweeted out, what advice do you give to parents of small children who are going to Walt Disney World for the first time? And I think, you know, obviously, obviously something relevant to us. We all have children that are, well, they've been small. They're getting less small, but still, you know, we had to go as a first time with them. Um, And I, I think we get asked that a lot in our, in, in life, right? Like, 
other families that we're friends with are going down and they ask us for advice. So I thought there's a ton of good stuff in here. Um, but I thought, you know, I could highlight a few things, but otherwise let's, we could share some of our thoughts of if you are going down and you have small children for your first time, what are things that maybe you're not considering that could improve your, your trip? So it, this is funny because I texted you yesterday. I was at one of my first birthday. It was my son's birthday party. We had it yeah. at like the local type of gym. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was one of our first times we were around like all the parents mm-hmm. since, you know, for a couple of <laughs> years. And of course, somebody's going to Disney. Yeah. Like, uh, like three weeks or a month or something else like that. So the conversation happened and they were talking about um, my husband is adamant. We're a minimalist. We're not bringing strollers. Right. And the wife was there. She, she was mimicking her husband <laughs> talking this. I'm like, well, because they have a four-year-old and they're like, should we bring a stroller? I'm like, I would bring a stroller and just put all your stuff on it. Right. And there's, we're going to talk about like, um, <laughs> another topic later on uh, about it. But like my advice was like, try not doing the stroller. Right. As a, with a four-year-old, I think you can actually kind of make it happen. So my, my advice is um, uh, one of the, when you have smaller children is um, kind of mimics what, what we have on screen right now. If you're listening, I have the tweet up by uh, touring plans, but um, I'm going to read this. This is Matt Pato's first response on here, and I think it's pretty good. It says, kids yep. will be more excited over things you won't be, like meeting the characters swimming in the resort pool. Just flow with it. Take pics from their perspective and capture the big eyeball moments. And I really love that because that just goes back to our mental health topic, right? A second yep. ago, right? Create space to allow kids to have fun because the kids are going to have fun almost no matter what. Yeah, that, that would that's excellent advice. Yeah, and I think that ties into a, a number of posts I saw was just recognize when your kids are tired, don't push them too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, take those midday breaks, um, whether that's back at the resort or if you have a stroller, I would definitely recommend one that it lies back so yep. the kids can take a nap in the stroller. Um, so I think that's a big thing is just knowing that you're not going to get everything done. Don't force it. You know, don't you're not going to get thirty rides done in a day, and that's fine. You know, like, um, and I think the one part to that I would add is sometimes your kids will seem fine and you're like, oh, they're doing great. We can power through. Yeah. They might be okay that day, but they're, you're going to pay for it the next day (laughs) because, you know, they're going to be tired then the morning's going to be rough and stuff like that. So I think that's something to keep in mind too, that this isn't just a one day trip you got to get through. It's, uh, you know, think about the whole, the whole stay. What, one of the things, another like practical piece of advice is if you're down there, like eight months out of the year where it's very, very hot, mm-hmm. especially if you're coming from a place that doesn't have the humidity and the heat like like they do in Florida, keep an eye on your small kids and their hydration level. Yeah. Incredibly important because they'll be fine and all of a sudden they start drooping. And if you just keep them well hydrated, get one of those, ta- those snap towels. I don't know if you don't know what I'm talking about. It's like you, you dampen a towel and you snap it really quick yeah. and it cools down. And that little cloth around like a kid's neck gets them going up because get some ice water in them, take a break in the shade, do something, but like plan some breaks. And if you're the type of person that wants to get a lot done, having those built-in breaks with your kids, what well, you don't necessarily have to go back to the resort. I'm a big proponent of not going back unless you have young children or infants that need the naps and stuff like that. But I'm talking, you know, kindergartner and, and, and older, like just if you have enough breaks where they could sit down, get a, a some you know, ice cream or something else like yep. that and just kind of watch things go by, you will be able to get them through the whole night if you yep. just kind of take it slow and, and out of the heat. Yep. Um, one person that I wish I had heard this news or, or specifically advice when I was planning our the one Disney cruise we did was yep. this is from Angie at I cannot even 
Um, but she said, you will pour your heart and soul into planning, but they will not appreciate it for literally no. decades. <laughs> Understand that it is overwhelming for them too and respect when they tell you that they are tired. And I think, you know, w- sometimes I do over plan or I want to like maximize, you know, I'm spending all this money. I want to get the most out of it. Um, and so I think of all these cool things that the kids want to do. And then sometimes they want to do them. Sometimes they don't. And that really hit me on the, the cruise. Cause I'd plan like, well, we'll do these character meets. We'll do this actor. Sure. We'll do this. And they just wanted to play in the kids club. And it like kind of affected me. I was like, wait a minute, I planned all this stuff. Like, why do you not want to like hang out with me? Um, but like, I think it's like that kind of it's moment. Their too. It's, like, too. it's their vacation too. Now, obviously I should, you know, you want to get some stuff done. Right. But like recognize boundaries, recognize that you're mm-hmm. not going to get done everything you want don't overbook things. And like you said, it's their vacation too. And if they want to, you know, so I think somebody else had posted is like, I didn't expect to ride Triceratops spin 20 times in a row, but that's what my two year old wanted to do. And it was some of the best memories we have now. So, oh, yeah, you know, like things like that. So keep that in mind that what you, how you vision the trip to go is probably not how it's going to go. And that's, that's okay. There is one piece of advice I want to push back on okay. um, or disagree with. No, I don't want to push back on it because there's no wrong opinion. Yeah. Um, this is from at Tushu Goof. Um, right now is not a great time for little ones without full meet and greets. There's so much reduced capacity of under five-year-old offerings. That being said, pre-COVID, we had a great trip, et cetera, et cetera. Um, meet and greets are not the end-all be-all for the little kids. Yeah. Uh, for me personally, I mean, all kids are different, right? So I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not laying the vast majority of people. What if kids see Winnie the Pooh running across the grass, like 30 yards away, they're going to love it and point. Yeah. If when I brought, we went down in September that my daughter was three. She just turned four a couple weeks ago. Um, and we were on, um, Ariel. Um, and then I can't remember the other one. She just walked, she walked, uh, rode through the whole thing, just waving at everything. <laughs> like the slow dark rides. Like, She's just waving at the characters and everything else like that. And um, it was, it, she had a great time. I mean, she vaguely knew the little mermaid in the story yeah. at this point. Right. Um, in, in, unfortunately there's no Encanto ride or no water <laughs> ride for her to go. Like they, we just, as a side note, we just put on uh, Pocahontas for the first time today. So she first, she watched that. She's been um, listening to the music. Hasn't seen okay. it, but her library, the next time we go, her library of Disney knowledge is going to be bigger. <laughs> and that's still under five, right? If we end yeah. up going this year. Um, so don't, don't be, don't be disappointed when you go down there trying to struggle to find things for a four-year-old to do. They're going to love just looking at the castle. They're going to love the music. If they just see like a cavalcade or yeah. an attraction, that is enough for them, right? So don't don't feel like you, the oh, there's no rides, there's no or there will be a parade soon. But yeah, like yeah. I'm just saying, like there's they just want to be there, yeah, right. So don't stress out about what is my two year old going to do or what is my four year old going to do. If, as long as you're okay taking care of the kids at that age and yeah. you're you're up to the the struggle, as all parents <laughs> know of kids that age, they're going to have a great time regardless. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's it. Um, before we get to our tractionality, where can we find us on unified social media? Unified social media. So you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and our YouTube channel, all at the DBC pod. And of course, our Discord server, which I don't think I've tweeted out in a little bit. I will do that this week. Put it out there. It's on all the show notes. It's on all the show notes, but I'll put out uh, an explicit tweet. 
Perfect. Um, and also, um, a reminder for everybody, if you're watching right now, please like and subscribe and leave a comment. Comments, even if it's just hello. Um, <laughs> help others. Uh, the YouTube's algorithm loves comments and likes and gets our, our, our podcast in front of other people so we can grow the community, um, which we would appreciate. So uh, thank you for all that. And plenty of people that have already done so. Yep. Um, that being said, so this week's attractionality, I should have had this all geared up. I don't. Hold on. Here it is. Um, this week is Spaceship Earth at Epcot. Uh, you know what, Phil? Would you want to read this since this is this is your baby here? <laughs> sure. Uh, Witness the landmark moments of amazing innovation that made today's spectacular communications technology possible. Travel back to the dawn of humanity when early man painted on cave walls. Watch new ideas spread like wildfire with the invention of Gutenberg's printing press. The wheels of time turn even faster as we enter the modern age of media. From newspapers announcing the end of the Civil War to the televised broadcast of the moon landing, moon landing and beyond. And I, I added in this little bit that I don't, I don't know if we always had that, but it, on the page for the, the, the attraction on Disney's website, it had about the story behind the spaceship. It's the flagship attraction of Epcot and the signature symbol of the park. To create the experience inside the iconic geosphere, Disney Imagineers assembled some of the world's greatest talents. The all-star roster includes Academy Award winner Judy Dench as the narrator and Emmy winner Bruce uh, Broughton, who conducts a 63-piece orchestra and 24-voice choir for the, his musical score. If you listen closely, you'll notice that the music for each scene features styles and instruments appropriate to the era, transitioning seamlessly into the next. No small feat. Um, I just thought that was cool, and I don't think I noticed like that there's I a 63-piece yeah. orchestra and that they have to change like the tunes and blend them together between scenes and stuff like that. So I, I hadn't seen that. I saw that. I was like, that was neat. So I included that. Hope other people found it interesting too. Yes. Um, I did not know that or realize that the instruments were for the era and they all kind of blend yeah. together. I never really kind of put two and two together. Yep. Uh, I'll definitely keep an eye out for the next time I go down there. Hopefully it's the next time I go <laughs> Not down. down for repairs. <laughs> um, okay, so question number one, Phil: How much do you like the concept of this attraction? It's fairly easy. Yeah, I mean, I put a five. Uh, I don't know, you know, what other concepts would work, but like the idea of something in that icon for the park. You know, the fact that there's an attraction in the icon, and it it's something that's about going through the history of time. You know, mm -hmm. they they chose communication for it, um, but something along those lines, like a slow mo moving dark ride that talks about history. I think makes perfect sense for, for the, like the first thing you see as you enter the park. Yeah. I, I definitely gave this a five as well. Um, not so much the a dark ride about the history of communication. I think that's kind of, I mean, you could, you could change anything mm -hmm. on, on that. It would still be a fun ride, I think, but it's, it's um, a ride through the parks icon. Yeah. And I, sometimes I have a hard time, thinking that like tower of terror is like hollywood studios park icon because it's like off to the side yeah. right and it wasn't and built when the park it. opened and stuff like yeah so i mean it could be like the chinese theater but even that right now is not what the park's all about yeah, anyway yeah. because it's not like you know M mgm studios type of thing so i really i really like how it's right there in the entrance and boom it's like the first thing that you see and you ride and i think it's awesome uh, question number two is how well do you think spaceship earth delivers for its target audience yeah so the last Three, I kind of well, part of it was I wanted to watch myself and not just give fives because it's you know Spaceship Earth. Um, so I I give it a four because I think it delivers quite well, but it's also showing its age and it needs some yes. TLC. 
and it could just be done better. So, you know, I would be, I'm, I know a lot of people are like, Oh, spaceship earth being down for two years or something like that. But I, I would love for it to be like a marquee attraction again. And like something yeah. that, that, you know, I, you know, people that it's as in demand as guardians will be and stuff like that. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think it it's great, exactly. but it could, it could be, it could be better. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to, I think I could say, see, we all probably voted the same. If for those that are just listening, um, the vast majority of people voted for each one of my um, picks yeah. on this. I also gave it a four for the same exact readings uh, re- uh, reasons. Uh, question number three, how much do you personally enjoy Spaceship Earth? I gave this a five because it's just an awesome, iconic. Yeah. Life, right? There's nostalgia blended in with just like this one thing you have to do. Yeah, I gave this one a four as well, but for the exact same reasons as question two where – You gave it a four? I'm sorry? Yeah, I gave it a four – um, I mean, I love the attraction, but every time I ride it, I'm just noticing more and more that's like not up to snuff, you know, like that, the caveman scene at the beginning, you can barely see and stuff like that. Sure, so it's sure. just my, my enjoyment of it in 2022 is not what it was in 2015 or whatever. So Fair. that's why I, I dinged it a little bit, but again, I'm probably just reaching for reasons not to give it all fives, but yeah. I mean, question number four is how well do you think Spaceship Earth fits into the world celebration in Epcot? Um, Almost everybody gave it a five for just, you know, yes, it's it's the icon of the park. It yeah. fits what they're trying to do. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they took the history of communication out of it at some point in the next yeah. however many decades they're going to do it and kind of put more world showcase kind of feelings behind it. We, we still haven't seen exactly how they want like all these different neighborhoods. Yeah, that was the one question I had even when trying to answer this. I'm almost like, I don't know if I can answer it like for Epcot. Yes, but for the world celebration it's like i don't even know what that's fully going to be and like does current spaceship earth fit into like what that's going to be or is it going to be the new version and stuff like that so it's a little up in the air that's so we'll see um what i i think we i just for for, again for the people that are are listening almost not about basically 90 percent of the votes went five four five five there was very little um difference of opinion on mm-hmm. this one which i thought was and there was a lot of a lot of good votes for this there was a lot of people voted in this one yep. on, on the community um you had a post with a follow-up phil what yeah so so speaking of all those scores and all those high scores um it kind of hit me when i was reading a comment that one of our one of our members tl madden commented that he loves it but it's nostalgically and it kind of like we had a little bit of a back and forth we're saying like okay if this was a brand new ride you know, with, with modern animatronics and stuff, you know, like brand new, would it be popular? Is this type of ride something that people, that today's guests, if they don't have that history with Disney parks, are still into? And I'm I'm not sure the answer. You know, I mean, I, it's kind of hard for me to take the nostalgia out of it. I, I think there's still a place for attraction, you know, heavy animatronic attractions, slow moving attractions. That's part of what makes Disney Disney. You don't want all thrill rides and stuff like that. But yeah, it was kind of made, and obviously, you know, just being in the ball, kids love that and stuff like that. But um, it kind of just made me think like, are these types of classic Epcot attractions that people think so fondly of, would they work in 2022 or do they need to be, you know, jazzier for lack of a better word? I mean, you could make this in a modern world, but use like the tech from like uh, uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Mm-hmm. Right, um, you know, kind of. I, I love how they immerse your immerse in like screens with some practical effects yeah. and stuff like that. I think they do a wonderful job. Um, it's 
is the question are is the question are new guests liking this as much or is it are we are we prefacing it where it's like if this was a brand new ride with updated everything? I think well, no, I, I would say if it was a brand new ride with this. updated everything, but something that's sort of a slow moving dark ride that has an element of edutainment is that okay. still relevant in 2022? But with modern technology being used, I I, I totally think there is. I mean, it's you know history and telling a story of who we are as humans and all this other stuff. I, I think there's plenty of people that would, that would ride it as long as you make it entertaining as yeah. well. Right. Um, I mean, no one wants to, when they're in Disney world, have a slow moving ride and just like look at like still showcases of, you know, mannequins and stuff like yeah. that. Like you're at an actual museum type of thing. Yeah. Um, but like, if they make it fun, like you could make Disney at its best is, is or master storytellers. Right. Yeah. You could take the invention of the printing press and make that entertaining and, and mm-hmm. fun, right? You, you know, you could put like, you know, Goofy and Mickey trying to do something and make it fun. You can, you know, doesn't even have to be IP characters. You could, you could just be silly in some cases, but like bring some information to it, and, and yeah. the kids will remember that ultimately. And, I, and I, I, yes, I, I think there's certainly a place for it. I think nostalgia ties into it. It's just basically why those scores are so high in such a, a, yeah. a, a ride that frankly is pretty decrepit and cheesy right <laughs> i mean like a lot of the scenes are old they don't work you can see like the wiring behind things there's <laughs> a lot of curtains and when you descend like the stars that you're seeing you can see that they're clearly like brand new led lights from like 19 or 2001 or whatever they were put <laughs> in because they look like a an effect somebody like on youtube or a streamer on twitch could have put together in their room at this point by buying some stuff at home depot so yeah. it, it does you could tell that it's put together with like scotch tape and duct tape and you know dark curtains and stuff like that <laughs> like it's there's a reason why this was supposed to go down pre covid for like two years uh, or substantial yeah. a substantial amount of time so um yeah, I mean, like, I, I think nostalgia is, is a big key part of this, and I, I think it's impossible to, to, like, break that apart. You have to find somebody who's never been, who's not a big Disney fan, go on it for the first time and say, hey, what do you think? Yep. Type of thing. So I, I, maybe we could find that unicorn somewhere <laughs> that, um, I don't know, be interesting. Okay, so we did that. We did one of these. This is hopefully we do these once a week, and I think we, we reached out to the community for positive stories yep. of the week. We got a whole bunch. So we have keep them coming. We'll keep them coming, please. Yes. I think we have enough for like another month or so. Uh, but that if you have multiple, and I, I want to clearly say this, if you want to put the story in like an iTunes rating, if you don't want to go on Discord or write an email, we can we can start, any way you can communicate with us, we'll we'll certainly yep. tell it. And the story doesn't have to be about a visit to the park. It just has to be about Disney. If you trip to a Disney store, it could be a funny moment with your fun, uh, family watching a movie on your couch type of thing. Or it could be like anything related to Disney that brings a smile to your eye because you, you, you love Disney so much. We'll take it. Um, do you want to read this one, Phil, or do you want me to read it? Uh, I could read it. So I got okay. it up here. So it's from uh, Kate Boopaloo on Discord. Uh, and she said, back in 2012... I asked to make a note on our Yacht Club reservation to get a celebration button for my mom at check-in as we were celebrating the end of her chemo. We've been to Walt Disney World the year before around the same time, and we received the news that she likely had cancer, and this was our do-over trip. At the check-in desk, the CM got a little funny when we arrived and kept asking us to be patient as they worked something out with our room. Eventually, some other CMs came out from the back with balloons and a certificate naming us the family of the day, And then they brought us up to our upgraded room, the Commodore Suite. 
it was incredible and such an amazing Disney magic moment. I think that's awesome. Like, just a little, I mean, granted, giving them an upgraded room, there's a dollar value yeah. to that. But, like, I, I love seeing this with other people. It, like, not that I'm the, ever the recipient of it and I'm not looking for it, but, yeah. like, I lo- that's like the Disney magic you're telling about. Like, those are the moments, whether you're at the resort or the park, where that's why you love being here because yeah. very little part of everybody's real world where you see kindness in front of everything that you do, right? Yep. There's always, you know, traffic and people honking their horns or yelling at each other or people being grumpy or the stress levels of work or whatever it might be. When you're at Disney, for the most part, everybody has their best human being forward, right? Yeah. Like, you no, know, you go there because you wish like all the whole world could be like this. Yeah. Everybody's just kind to get each other. People are always paying it forward. And that's why I try to do in my daily life um, is try to make happy moments for everybody that are that are around me. Whether it's getting somebody a beer or you know helping out raking somebody's leaves as you know one of the neighbors type of thing. It's just like those are the type of things that make Disney great. Yep. And this is awesome that you're going through a year where your mother had cancer and she's recovering for it. You finally can get back to Disney and you kind of get some semblance of normality. Maybe hopefully you can forget about it. And then you just you get something like this, and you get recognized for it. I think it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Where, where else? What other consumer grade product out there where people are constantly telling stories like this? I, I can't think of one. Right. They're not doing this at Universal. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> they're, they're more snarky with what they do. Uh, but I, I love these type of stories, and it's just if you, if you're not watching. Phil's got a giant grin on his face <laughs> just just reading these type of things because like what these what these I think fulfill fill me in if you're if you disagree with this but whenever you read stories like this it just brings back your own memories of what Disney made you oh yeah good or feel happy right I, I've never had anything as epic as this type of like get free rooms and I've I've certainly not been celebrating anything as important as somebody um, ending chemo in, in a good way and um, getting healthy. But um, I remember small little things. I was going to say small things. It reminds me of like one time we were in Tomorrowland and we went to buy churros and the cast member there was like, I think we were just chatting them up, being nice or whatever. And they were like, uh, well, I get to do a couple of these a day and we want to, I want to gift you these churros or whatever. And like, yeah, what's a churro cost Disney? Like four cents or something like that. But it kind of like made our day, right? We're like, this churro is the best tasting churro I've ever had, yeah. you know, like that type of thing. So, and it, that doesn't happen, like you said, in your everyday life very often. So I think uh, when you can be there with your family and you're seeing how small gestures can make an impact on your kids and stuff like that, hopefully mm-hmm. that, you know, they take that with them as well. Well, I'll give you my, my one story that just immediately popped in my head. We're in the stretch room of the haunted mansion. My son was four-ish and he was terrified, right? And it's good to done. The cast member, before I could get to him, because I was holding, I was holding my youngest. Right, she was like uh, one or two, one or two at the time when we went down, and she immediately grabbed his hand and started talking with him and led him like from the stretch room, like right on to the rest of the ride with all of us like walking behind. And she was just like, boom, she was taking care of it, and he was not scared at, at all anymore. And I thought that was oh, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, and that also then reminded me of your story about the parade <laughs> from um, you know, yeah, holding up the umbrella for your wife and, and your yeah to keep there. the sun off my uh, to keep the sun off of my youngest daughter because she got caught on the wrong side of the parade and stuff like that. Yep. And I think I thought I think those type of stories are are pretty awesome. 
Um, okay, so to our what is everybody talking about um, yeah. segment of the of the new show. Um, I, I like this. I'll read this off because you you've, you dove a little bit. Deeper I did. Yeah, and I actually was wondering if maybe we'll just intro this because we're. We're already at like 50 minutes. I didn't know if we want to. Oh, yeah. You know what? Yeah, this is too good to like. Yeah, I, I got too many good ones. <laughs> um, yeah, why don't, why don't you tease it? We'll do this one next week. Yeah, so there was a actually, I guess, a post by somebody on Twitter had for in real life was just saying, I'm curious, what's the dumbest idea you have that you nevertheless believe will, if, if implemented, make the world a better place? And of course, somebody else then turned that into... Um, what is the dumbest Disney park idea that you have that you nevertheless will, if implemented, <laughs> make Disney World a better place? And there were tons of good answers um, and some like interesting ones, some like really kind of out there um, that actually think about like if they could pull that off, that might actually be good. Um, some maybe less mm. good ones, but we'll we'll see. There were there were a lot to go through. And I think uh, I don't want to rush through it. Why don't Phil, why don't we do this? Um, you tweeted out with the episode. I'll put it on social media asking okay. our listeners to what, what they think. And then. If I don't get to it, um, let's tag everyone in the community section of Discord and have everybody kind of chime in with their ideas, and we'll read some of their uh, okay. Discord That's great. Communities um, ideas as well. All right. Well, you know what? This is going to be one of our shortest episodes ever at, at, <laughs> at a early fifty-one minutes or so into yeah. the show. Um, you had a oh wait you know what I almost forgot the DBC recommends this is an interesting one um, I didn't even know they were doing this what, yeah, what it just that? came out this this week or just a couple of days ago that the National Museum of American History so the one that's in DC um, is going to have some exhibit that's going being put together uh, around the Disney parks it's called Disney Parks and American Stories and basically they're asking for people to send in uh, photos of their time at the Disney parks. Uh, through the through the years so going all the way back to you know when the the parks first open or it could be a, a current mm. photo but basically what they want to they want to see like how did the parks look you know they said they're talking about we want to see photographs that show disney parks as you experience them posing with characters kids worn out and sleeping families couples individuals people of all abilities ethnicities ages on rides eatings together That's eating so together cool. looking at maps everyday stuff um and so I think it's it's great. They're like not worried about, you know, obviously higher resolution, the better, but feel free to scan in photos and send them in. Um, the only thing they kind of said was um, if like they can't take pictures of if it's got kids that you don't know, you know, like so if your kid's in a group or something like that and mm -hmm. we can see the other kids face. So there's 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 kind of like some other guidelines and stuff like that. But I think this is just great. And we, we had that not too long ago on Discord. People were posting pictures of uh, older trips and stuff like that. So, yeah, who knows? Send in your photo, and it might be part of a, an ex exhibit at the uh, National Museum. Awesome. Yeah, I, I kind of like this. I have, I know my mom has some old pictures from like 30 years ago. Just like yeah. one or two survived or many moves. So we got to figure that out. Anyway, guys, um, look out for those answers or questions that we need your answers for. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like and subscribe. Positive stories and what? How? What, what was the press? Stupid ideas that makes <laughs> so. Which is the dumbest, dumbest idea ideas that you think, if actually implemented, would make the parks better? I like this one. I, we we could do like a whole show on this, <laughs> I think, or at least a bonus episode. That being said, guys, have a great night. Thank you for watching and listening, and we'll see you on Wednesday or Thursday morning for the finale of the Book of Boba Fett. Have a good one, everybody. Take care, everyone.